Boys and girls, welcome back. It is week seven of the college football season, uh, week one of the ALDS, and week eight. Not that I'm keeping track or anything. <laughs> week eight of the Carlin Crappy Show. Uh, I am crappy uh, in Pittsburgh, oddly. And, and, and of course, you, you guys know this about me already. It's just why I'm wearing all the Cleveland stuff. Um, the, the, the game is here. Uh, just in the time that it came for me, that came uh, took for me to come upstairs. And get set up. The Yankees have scored three runs. So they have a four-run lead in the first game of the ALDS. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, it's just you got to win one of these out here. That's that's all you worry yep. about. Um, that's me. <laughs> that, that voice is waiting to be introduced is Carla. Hi, Carla. Oh, hi, I'm here. Yeah. Um, the person who doesn't really care, who isn't watching anything about baseball, because it's like it's hockey season. Hello. Uh, it is hockey season, correct? Um, you would be still watching baseball if the Pirates were, were involved. I, I, that is I true. would venture to guess. That um, is true. I would definitely be watching baseball and if any sh- of our teams were involved. And and, and you sh- and I mean and this has come up in in the the pages of the uh, the newspaper for which I work uh, uh, a couple times recently in the last week or so. The Pirates should Pirates fans should look at Cleveland and understand that this it can happen. It can mm-hmm. happen for you guys. Um, there are, there are ways that small market teams can make this work. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll talk, we'll talk more about baseball. We will. Um, <laughs> I, but I gotta be, we gotta be excited about football because, uh, you know, I mentioned last weekend that, you know, Ohio State's getting into the meat of the big 10 season, which means everybody is getting into the meat of the big 10 season. Um, we have one pretty meaty game coming, excuse me, coming up. Yes which we will discuss uh, right off the bat. Um, but of course, uh, before we get to those things, we have to look back on last weekend. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Carla. What did, uh, did, did not, not as um, completely unhinged as we've been accustomed yeah. to the last few weeks, uh, but still a lot of fun stuff going on. It was. And, you know, we, t- we had last week's show, the alternate universe, right? Yes. Um, of, of college football. And I'm here to say that UCLA actually good. Um, I watched a good chunk of that game. Um, and the win over Utah was honestly never really in doubt. Like UCLA had, had a ha- handle on that game. The Bruins never trailed. Um, Zach Charbonnet, holy cow. He's got some big ups. Um, I mean, he has like a second, like second gear that he just like mm-hmm. kicks it into when he sees that open field and whew, he's got some, he's got some legs. Um, had had career high yardage, nearly 200. And I've seen people now, um, colleagues in the industry who have said, put Dorian Thompson Robinson on your Heisman watch list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came across that. I came across that just today. Yes. 1500 yards, 15 touchdowns, just two picks on the season. UCLA is legit. They're going to yeah. contend for the PAC 12 title. Um, and so that was the big question mark last week. We got that answered. Um, also Kansas legit um because jalen daniels going down at the end of the first half and in our text thread I, I, you know i cringed when i saw it i'm like oh no oh, yeah. daniels is gone um and in fact it, it was somebody every tweeted, everybody's like that's done the, yeah, the game's, game's done r.i.p kansas right mm-hmm. um and unfortunately he's also likely out again this week against mm-hmm. oklahoma too which isn't mm-hmm. great um 
But Jason Bean, the backup, still almost got them the win. Yeah. Four TDs in the second half. Yeah. Um, and in the fourth quarter, oh my gosh, I I don't remember who was calling that game um on FS1, but he made a really astute comment of there's a reason why he's the backup quarterback because in the second and like the fourth quarter trying to go down in like the two minute drill to try to go down and win the football game. Mm-hmm. He had a wide open receiver in the slot and just airmailed it. Uh. And they showed the picture and it was like Bean literally had his hands on his head going as soon as he let go of the ball, mm-hmm. like he knew he overshot them. And when you zoom out on there, that receiver had nothing but green in front of him. It was the right play call and he just missed. And it was just like, you know, what what could have happened there? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so Kansas still almost beat TCU with a backup quarterback. Um, I You got to say Kansas is legit in the Big 12. Um, and then the mind-blowing thing of this weekend, not really yes. the weekend was so bonkers, I didn't even remember what happened because I do remember what happened very distinctly. Ah, okay. And it was the two worst last drive play calls I have ever seen in my life. Um, tell, the, me, tell me Jimbo is one of these. Jimbo is definitely one That's of them. Good, and they yeah. happen within 15 minutes of each other. What A&M, what are you doing? What are you doing? You have one, like <laughs> you have, you run that in practice. Your, your two point conversion, right? Your yeah. best goal yeah. line play from, from the same, from the same spot on the field, from the same spot on the field. That wasn't it. No, no. that wasn't it. And maybe that's a credit to the Bama defense. Maybe, Maybe that was supposed to go somewhere else, um, but it's not sure everybody like it. on not everybody who is out in a pattern on that play was double covered. Yeah. And there's there's one receiver over there. There's a safety in a corner, and, and it's like, what do you what do you why 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 are you doing this? And why the, and the throw wasn't even catchable. No. no, like it was a terrible throw. Um, so okay, so you had that, and then like 15 minutes later, Florida State driving. In field goal range, they were down two. It would have won them the football game. And they mm-hmm. throw an interception in the end zone. And it's just like, okay, ball always has to go either catchable or like Nobody in the third row of the stands. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, really? <laughs> I... I I don't get I don't know. it. Coach, it's, coaching's it's hard. Coaching, coaching is a, it's a lot of pressure, you know, and, and um, these guys are feeling it probably it's week six and it's unfortunately good. that was kind of the way that like my night ended because it was getting late and it was about the yeah. time for me to like I, I watched a little bit of the late late caps but mm-hmm. not very much um and so my night ended on two really dumb play calls and i'm just like <laughs> this is part of the reason that that you know the love-hate relationship that we all have with college football mm-hmm. put that on the hate end mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it happened. But it was still a good weekend. I mean, that's why you know you, you have the 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 saying about um uh it's a, a college kicker situation or yep yeah it happens and that's and that's part of the reason why the game is as awesome as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, my weekends, I I, I was uh, I mentioned to you guys you know in in spite of appearances going into the game, um that I'm 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 stoked because it's it's time for Ohio State to start gearing up uh for like the the meat of the conference season but that's the case that's the case with everybody in the big 10 that's the case everywhere yeah. um you know the teams that i've been I, I i've been curious about um i'm you know uh florida state and clemson I, i've talked about them ad nauseum so for for some reason uh this year and they play this weekend 
Um, this is this is uh, October is the month, and and it seems like in a lot of cases this week uh, because we have a, a fair amount of unbeaten on unbeaten violence on the schedule. Um, this is the f around and find out month, right? <laughs> yeah. This this is this is when the questions get answered. Um, you see who's who's uh, going to put the big boy pants on and mm-hmm. and uh, and and make a run as we as we uh, go through this month and get into November. Um, Big Ten East and, and my my look back. That's probably the extent of my look back. Actually, <laughs> my my look back is a look ahead because the the the, the, the Big Ten East. Uh, this the, it starts this week. Yeah. It starts this week. Um, the two of the of the three head to head games uh, we need to see to get to it a champion in the East happen over the next three weeks, um, and, and you know one one starting this weekend, uh, and, and you know and and in in that mix, uh, Iowa comes to Columbus, um, so that's kind of that's that's sort of a, a like the first time I'm going to get a chance to sort of compare what what Ohio State does against a common opponent from the, the team up north. Um it's uh and you know in October, October is scary season. Mm-hmm. And and this is when this is when being a college football fan is a little scary because the schedule becomes more and more imposing. Um and it's you know you can look at things and go not sure how that one's gonna go. Um but the the, the fun thing is you're you're gonna find out. Uh and that means we're we're into the best time of the year uh to be a college football fan um i say also conveniently it's really nice that like you know it's also like chocolate season because you know halloween candy so it's really nice Mm -hmm. for those of us Mm -hmm. that like eat stress eat chocolate like it comes in real handy that like the the heat of the college football season comes around with about the time that all the like minis are starting to come out and there's like a giant bowl of of mini kit kats right here exactly sort of And just in your mouth the whole time, just constantly. I Kit found Kats. i i was a i was in um the the beer section of a of a, a local grocery store, a small chain, not not the big chain the Pittsburgh people knows, but the but a, a smaller one, um and they have a actually pretty nice little little beer selection. And I grad I had not seen in ages uh, a four pack of free philosophers from um uh from Omagong, Peru Omagong in Cooperstown, New York. Ooh, yeah. Um, this is a, this is, it's a Belgian quad style. So a lot of cherry, um, really deep kind of, uh, rich, uh, uh, dark fruit stuff and any berry flavors and, and a little bit of the musty Belgian yeast. And it's, it's one of my favorite beers. I did not look at the label really hard though. And so when I cracked one tonight, I realized it's, this is a chocolate version. Hmm. Like, hmm, okay. I'm skeptical. Pardon me. You, you, you open the beer. And it's just, it's like a punch in the face with with a chocolate bar, but it's not. It doesn't taste that way. The chocolate's a little more subtle. It's a beautiful beer. Nice. And you just I just finished a glass of it, which is why I you jogged my memory about that. I don't think they're a little pricey to hand them out on Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving on Halloween night. Okay. Um, there also would be a little pricey to hand out on Thanksgiving night. I would be one you would want to save for yourself. Um, yeah. Plus, people get upset, you know, if you hand out alcohol to kids. I'm not. I don't know what. what hey, that's we about. we have a thing called. I, I have some friends. Hi, Dennis and Carol. Um, actually, in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, who do um hollow wine. Uh yes. Which you know you drink wine while you hand out um, while you hand out candy to the kids. 
Um, I typically have a cooler outside with me as I am as I'm handing out candy. So yeah, I, good. I, understand. I understand. My 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 fall drink I think doesn't exist anymore. If anybody mm. finds the woodchuck fall cider, that was like oh. it was oh. so good, and I haven't found it in like four You've or five. Got to be able to find. There's got to be a local version of that somewhere. So I'm looking. I have a can of the Diskin cider. Okay. Um, here in Nashville, that looked like it had similar like palate notes mm -hmm. in it, and I haven't mm -hmm. tried it yet because it's just now starting to get cooler. Sure. Um, and sure. I only have one can of it, so I'm going to try it probably this weekend and see if that is a suitable replacement. But okay. man, I miss that. Okay. When Chuck Fall, like back in the good old days of Podcamp Pittsburgh, um, <laughs> we had a we had a growler of it in a parking lot. Um, and I it was oh so, wow it, yes. It, so good um at, you know right off of the tap and like dang i missed that it was such a good drink <sighs> um it's you've uh, there are there are enough uh breweries in nashville you uh, someone is making a cider that's going to be simpler it's got to be it's got to happen i gotta uh, ho i'm hoping that the diskin does it we'll see okay okay um uh it is fall in nashville it is definitely fall in ithaca new york uh, and um, I hope you guys all took the opportunity to watch the Cornell Big Red Bears on national television for free on Friday night against Harvard. Um, it was a good it, game. It, it was a good game. Uh, Cornell acquitted itself really well against a, a, a good um, and, and fairly physical Harvard team. Yeah. Um, final score was 35-28 a, a in favor of Harvard. Um, it felt like Harvard's uh, front seven defensively what was the difference? Um, they held Cornell to just 65 yards rushing on the night. Um, my nephew, and this, this, if you're not aware, this is why we're talking about Cornell, folks. Um, <laughs> my nephew, Drew Powell, got one carry for three yards. He was the, the second leading rusher uh, <laughs> in the game um, after after Cornell's quarterback. We'll get to that in just a second. Drew Drew's still wearing a brace. He had um, uh, an injured. He broke a, a finger on his left hand in camp. Um, cast is off. Obviously, he's been playing for a couple of weeks, but he's not getting a lot of carries. And I assume it's because he still has this brace on his hand. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully that's it's it's a little frustrating because I I'm sure he's frustrated because he's yeah. I, I know I know you know he's he's running back running backs want the ball perfectly understandable. Mm -hmm. um, I think he would be like if I think about the Harvard game he he would have been a really nice compliment to. Uh, quarterback Jameson Wong, who is who's a, a, a speed guy, a shifty guy. Yeah. Um, not to say that Drew is not fast, but Drew, Drew's a, a north and south runner. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that would have been a, a really interesting change up in like in, in Friday night's game. Um, because, you know, he, he'll take yeah. a step. He hits the hole and he goes and, and goes hard. Uh, I think he. It's been a couple of years since I've seen him carry football, but I, I think he could be the most physical of the of the tailbacks in in Cornell's sort of rotation. So it, it's it's going to be great when he gets that chance, and and I think he will fit into the offense really well. Um, back to Cornell, this is a standard thing I say all the time: if your quarterback's your leading rusher, mm -hmm. you know, and and you're not playing for Barry Switzer in the in Oklahoma in the 1970s, right? that's not necessarily a good thing. So I, I think Cornell needs that help. Um, but uh, hopefully Drew will be able to get his hands on the ball a little bit more in the future and or a lot more. That would be fine. Mm -hmm. that, that would be fine with me and, and probably for him. And I saw his carry. It, it, did I, you? 
did you? did, yeah. Okay. And actually, you're, you're talking the way that he, that he runs. Drew, I'm going to go ahead and say, you, you have the Benny Snell-esque kind of Ooh. feel about you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It, it would really kind of fit that role, you know? Mm-hmm. It just kind of, like you just said, straight ahead all yep. the time. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it would. And based on what I saw off of what, you know, off of the Cornell offense, I think you're right. That's mm-hmm. the piece they're missing. So go Drew. Let's let's uh let let's hope that happens uh yeah. coming up in the future. Got another crack at it this weekend. Um, do you live for the silliness of the group of five, the unhinged, after dark action on the West Coast? If that's you, this is your segment. It's AJ <laughs> with our group of five after dark report. AJ, what's coming up this week? Hello everyone, it is this week's Group of Five After Dark Report, the part of the show where I rapid fire go through a bunch of games that you should probably be watching and not just the big four or five. We're going to start Saturday at noon. Uh, We have Kansas at Oklahoma. Um, A lot of people will not be watching this game, not because it's a Kansas and Oklahoma game, but because uh, Oklahoma is really, really, really bad. Um... Kansas, this might be a get-right game for Kansas. What a sentence that we have now in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, You should watch this game because I'm excited to see what Kansas can do. Um, Jalen Daniels, though, is out for the season. He was their amazing starting quarterback that started the season and got them to their 5-0 start. Um, Jason Bean came in in the uh, second half of last week's game and almost beat TCU as a backup. Dude was balling. He was the starter last year and was actually very, very good. Um, So I'm excited to see what Kansas can do against an Oklahoma defense that can't stop a stiff breeze. So let's see what happens there. Also at noon, Auburn at Ole Miss. We are still on Brian Harson watch. We will continue to be on Brian Harson watch. Uh, Lane's going to put a 50-burger on them. Um, low-key good game at noon as well. Minnesota at Illinois. Um, Illinois continues to be very good at running the football, although they do not have a quarterback. They are down to their backup. Tommy DeVito uh, was their starter. He got hurt. Uh, Arthur Sikowski, formerly of Rutgers. Um, so that means that Illinois went from a Syracuse transfer to a Rutgers transfer. Everything is going great in the Big Ten West. Um Art Sikowski will be your starter. Minnesota, this is their game that effectively decides the West for them. Um, this is just again amazing sentences in 2022. Illinois is their only main is the only main challenger to Minnesota winning the Big Ten West. Like it's entirely possible that Illinois also wins the West uh, by beating Minnesota again. So whole bunch of fun there at noon. Uh, at 3.30 p.m., everybody's going to be watching Bama and Tennessee. I recommend watching Oklahoma State at TCU. Uh, TCU has a stupid fun offense. Quinton Johnson, uh, out of nowhere with 14 catches, and was, uh, as Spencer Hall in the Channel 6 Top Whatever said this week, he could catch a greased-up eel in a wind tunnel uh, based on his performance last week. Uh, Oklahoma State, also incredibly good. Shout-out to their special teams coach, um, telling them to fair catch on a onside kick and nullified a perfectly executed onside kick by Texas Tech. Absolutely heads up play there. Uh, you should watch that game. Uh, if you're looking for a uh, somewhat mid-tier game, you know, a little palate cleanser, something to keep your eye on, Arkansas is going to BYU. 
That's a game that's happening in the middle of October. Yep, Arkansas is going to Provo. Arkansas does not look right this year. They do not have uh, Traylon Burks. He went to the uh, NFL. So KJ Jefferson is just trying his best out here. Um, so we have uh, a, a game that could be fun. That's on ESPN at 330. Uh, also at 330, we have NC State at Syracuse at, on the ACC network. You should watch this game because both of these teams might be good. They might not be good. We don't know. Uh, the Sickos committee every week asks, is Syracuse good? And we don't have an answer. We just don't. It's We're on week seven. We still don't know. We might get to the end of the season and find out Syracuse was good. Or maybe they weren't. It's the Schrodinger's box of good. Um, so watch that game, 3.30. Also, in that same general time slot, 4 p.m., ESPN Plus, an FCS rivalry renewed. James Madison at Georgia Southern. Y'all, I need you to understand how deep this rivalry goes, how much they hate each other, how many times they saw each other with playoff implications. This should be a fantastic game, and this is why JMU moved to the Sun Belt. They followed App State, they followed Georgia Southern, and so they are able to move into a, a league where they had a lot of regional rivalries that they had already had in FCS. This is good for college football. Watch this game. 5.30 p.m. Arizona at Washington on the Pac-12 Network. Uh, could be fun. Arizona has looked moderately good at times this season. Washington has looked relatively suspect. Uh, they looked, after looking very good to start the season, they lost to UCLA. They lost last week as well. So they're coming back down to the field. Arizona is coming up. This could be fun. 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, inside of this time slot. Mississippi State at Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's O-line is not good. Mississippi State is playing defense, question mark. Like, not great defense, but not bad defense either. But Mississippi State is also running the ball. They ran the ball 37 times last week. That is the most in the history of Mike Lee's coaching tenure. I just want that to sink in. So you have a Mississippi State team that is now more apt to run the ball, but also still has Will Rogers who can throw 40 times a game. So that could be very fun. That's on the SEC network. Uh, also, uh, we have USC at Utah on Fox at 7.30 p.m. Uh, this is effectively like a Big 12, or not Big 12, excuse me, pardon me, deeply sorry to all of my Pac-12 deep listeners here. Uh, USC at Utah, this is effectively a Pac-12 championship type matchup, uh, and we are getting it in Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah or USC has to go on the road. They've looked mortal. Like USC doesn't look great. They're very good at getting up to a lead and then sitting on you. Uh, Utah is very, very good and should put the, this should be USC's best test before the rest of the season. Um, they, you, I think USC still has the Arizona schools to play and I think they still have to play Colorado. Um, the USC shouldn't face too much of a test until the very end of the season when they play the uh, other LA school. So keep an eye on that. Also for my sickos, New Mexico and New Mexico State, that's on Flow Sports. I'm going to watch that game because I should. It's just right. Uh, 9 p.m., we have Wazoo at Oregon State on the Pac-12 network. Yes, please. Neither one of these teams is particularly great. Neither one of them is particularly bad. This should just be a delightful mid-level football game featuring two teams that want to score some points from time to time. Turn this game on, 9 p.m. Uh, 10.30 p.m., I was more excited about this game uh, until last week. Uh, Air Force at UNLV. 
UNLV started the season very, very well. Uh, Air Force also started the season very well. They've had some ups and downs in the last two weeks. Uh, this is on CBS, CBS SN, the network of champions. Highly recommend turning on this game to end your night. But it doesn't end the night completely because at midnight, Nevada at Hawaii on Spectrum pay-per-view. Um, just let the Rainbow Warriors tuck you into bed. We want to see them do well. Get on the bandwagon now. Because when they are good, you can say, I remember watching them at midnight when they could barely score 10 points. You weren't there. I was. You can sort of lord that over them. Um, that's been your week this week. There's plenty of other games. All of the main time slots, noon, 3.30, and 7 p.m. Eastern, have on my board four to five different games to keep eyes on. Um, so it should be a very, very good week of college football. Hope to see you out there. Have fun. Thank you, AJ. As always, um, we we look forward to the weirdness as as we always do every week. Um, Carla, you and I have speaking speaking of weirdness. Um, I remember you remember the good old days when we used to pick like three games and <laughs> felt like we had yeah. to rush rush through them. Uh, we we have a new record on the table this this week. Uh, I think ten. I think we we just settled on a, an even number ten games that we're going to pick. Um, so speed I round did, is us now. That's speed all round are. is yeah. Speed round is us now. Uh, I went the protein route this uh, for lunch today uh, with a, a, a Italian uh, hoagie um, rather than carbo loading. So maybe maybe like strength over stamina. I'm not sure, but we'll okay. we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, did were, did you do anything special to prepare for this? Um, a little a little car a little carb load. Ooh. Um, it, we had we had some um, Indian chicken. That okay. David made Ooh. in the Ooh. yeah, it was really good with bas basmati rice. I okay. love basmati rice. So I had too much basmati rice, which means that I, that's a little bit of carb. Okay, so that's there's some carb but but also a proteiny. So that's that's yeah. good. That's nice nice balance. Okay. And I just started my wine, so I'm not like so I'm so good in that regard. So I started earlier. <laughs> um, you have lots of because there's early, there's this, well yeah it's it's uh, my base my birthday is tomorrow so yes. it's birthday eve. Um, the baseball, there's a double play. Um, we're in the seventh inning, uh, two outs. Yankees are batting still up four to one. Um, I'm, I'm not concerned yet, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, 10 games. All right. <clears throat> and we're going to start with the, the one that, that you and I care about the most. Yes. Uh, and the one that I want to talk a lot about and I can't because we're doing 10 games. You can, you can go, you can, you can go a little bit long on this one. I am going to go first. Okay. Um, to, to give you to, to give you a shot at at uh, at the final word here, big nude. Yes. Saturday, Fox, number ten, Penn State at number five, Michigan. The team up north is favored by seven points. Uh, the AJ Fun Index is an appropriately not so fun, fifty two and a half points. I, these teams, it's I, just looking at this stuff. These teams are so even statistically. Um, it, it really, it, it makes this kind of a tough pick. Uh, I, I think my key is Penn state's defense. Um, I, I, I think they can, they can slow down Michigan's running game. Um, you know, to, to, to take something away and, and maybe that's, that's Blake Corum and, and what Michigan does, uh, wants to do on the ground. Um, if Penn state can do the same to Michigan's passing game. Uh, and I think they they have coverage skills to do that. Um, do do your pressure 
the quarterback. Can you pressure the quarterback? I hope so. If they can, if they can, they will leave Ann Arbor with a win. I look at this and I think this is even, oh man, I, I, if I, I would pick this differently, uh, if, if this was in state college, um, I, I think Michigan will eke out a win here, but it's easily going to be the, the scariest game on their schedule, uh, you know, maybe until the end of the end of November, but grudgingly, grudgingly picking the, um, the, the, the smelly rats from Ann Arbor. Okay. Um, I, I, you picked up something that I picked up on, um, Mm. as well with, with the Penn state defense, this is absolutely a game that Penn state can win. Mm. Um, and this is the first time in a couple of years that I've felt pretty confident in saying that this is a game that Penn state can win. It needs a perfect game Mm -hmm. to win this game. Um, Sean Clifford has to be solid, has to be confident. Um, can't be um wishy-washy as he can be at Mm -hmm. times in the pocket so he needs to be to be solid because the newly found penn state run game is great but i think it's going to have a hard time getting established against that michigan run defense michigan's Mm -hmm. really good against the run Mm -hmm. and i think that's going to you know don't give up the run but you're not going to have the big inroads like we've been seeing in the last several games where the run game has really kind of kept that offense go you know kind of picked up the offense when it needed to i don't think that's going to be there so it's going to be a lot more heavily on Clifford and his arm to kind of get keep mm-hmm. this Penn State offense going. Penn State's defense, like you mentioned, needs to make Michigan one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It needs to shut down that run game and let's see what the Wonder Kid can do, right? Yep. Uh, you know, force JJ McCarthy to win the game for the Wolverines. Mm-hmm. And if you can get to that point, we so we saw last week Indiana almost did that last weekend but couldn't yes. finish. They couldn't finish. So that's your that's your recipe right there. Watch what Indiana did last mm-hmm. week. Make McCarthy throw that football around. Penn State can win this football game. They need a perfect game. Of course, I'm taking Penn State. Um, <laughs> like you had to guess, but perfect game. Clifford needs to be sharp. Shut down the Michigan run game, and that's how you win that game. I I honestly hope that I am wrong and you are right. I, I really, <laughs> Me too. really do. Really, really do. Also at noon on ESPN2, number 19, Kansas. At Oklahoma, which is Oklahoma is favored by eight and a half points. And why? Why? <laughs> why is that? The AJ Fund in this is a, 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 a big 12 ish, uh, 62 and a half points. Carl, why? I Same thing. Why? I have no idea. Daniels, <laughs> I, we have no idea. Um, Daniels going more than likely going to miss this game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure it matters. We saw that last week with J- with Jason Bean. Like the Sooners' defense is awful. If I might mm-hmm. steal a word from one of our former editors at Rivals, who is now an editor, he's on three now. The new recruiting site. Um, okay. Was it the athletic Mike Huguenin? Um, so apologies, Mike. But um, the Sooners' defense is rancid. Yes. Which was his favorite word. Um, like really, really bad. <laughs> it's a good word. It's, it's a good word. Yeah. Um. You know, the line doesn't make any sense. Kansas is going to win this football game. Mm-hmm. Jayhawks mm-hmm. all the way. Not, not, yeah, no, Kansas. I would, I mean, I, I'll give Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, historically they're playing at home. Okay, fine. Make, make them a three-point favorite because, you know, we know what that means. Uh, but ha- have we literally, have we seen anything 
from defensive genius Brent Venables and his Sooners this this season, or especially you know in the last week, that indicates that the Sooners are capable of winning this game? No, 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 we have not. Um, it, even if Jalen Daniels can't go, Kansas wins this game. Get bowl eligible, Jayhawks. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, also at noon on the Big Ten Network, Minnesota at... 20, number 24, Illinois, the Gophers are favored on the road by six and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is an absolutely <laughs> brutal 39.5. Yes. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to make a note of this because I'm, I'm wondering if that's the lowest one we're going to see all year. Uh, Carla, what do you think? It might be. And this is the exact antithesis of the game we just talked about. Right. Like if you love defense, this is the game for you. Um both teams are allowing fewer than nine points and 230 yards per game mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on paper. Um, Minnesota is scoring more mm-hmm. and probably should win this game, but it's really, really hard to pick against Burt right now. Yeah. Like he's got, AJ said this back in the early part of the season, he's got something low key building in, in, in Illinois and Champaign. Something. After everything that I've seen, and yes, we were all the sickos that turned and watched the end of the, we were all watching what at the end of Illinois, Iowa um, yep. together. Yep. <laughs> we did. And um, I, they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Illini at home in like a 10 7 game. <laughs> okay. Okay. If it, it, this would be the Big Teniest game in the history of the Big Ten, if only there was a way to get Iowa involved with this somehow <laughs> right. as well. Um, I'm not sure like what a, a three-way football field would look like or or how this would how, how this would happen but um uh both teams play defense uh especially run defense like crazy I I think the 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 difference here uh is Minnesota is going to get back uh Mohamed Ibrahim um they're mm. they're they're big time running back uh, I, it's, I, I, I also, I also like the experience that Minnesota's had. They've been on this sort of not, not like peak, but, uh, but there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a level here that's sort of above the rest of the big 10 West. And they've been there for a couple seasons, yeah. um, as other teams kind of bounce around. Uh, I, I think that experience, um, Plus the the presence of Mr. Ibrahim, that's going to be enough, and the Gophers Gophers will win a tight game. I, um, seventeen ten. Okay. Seventeen ten in Shambana uh, on on Saturday afternoon. Minnesota Minnesota wins this one to keep pace with uh, with Purdue. We move to the 3.30 time slot. Uh, CBS continues its SEC farewell tour with a good one. Uh, Number three, Alabama, which is a weird thing to say. At number six, Tennessee. Bama is favored by seven and a half points. AJ Fund Index of 65. Number three, Alabama. Carla, do you think that's maybe going to play into Nick Saban's uh, motivational strategy this week? Well, that and some of the things that UT is doing in advance of this game. So, you know, this second time of the season, we could say Bama should have lost but didn't. Yes. Um, you know, because mortable. A&M, very mortable. Yeah, A and M should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, with a better play call at the end there, you, you, it was there, right? Yeah, it was. Um, 
But this is exactly what the Vols have wanted mm-hmm. for how long to actually be a contender in this game. Bama coming to Neyland um, to the extent that it was reported today that the Vols have ordered fabrication of new goalposts. Wow. And, okay. Anticipating a potential field storming at the end of this. This is game. actually, Carlo, this is some pretty impressive uh, state of Tennessee intel here. I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate this a lot. Credit Braden Gall on 440 Media. Yeah. Um, okay. He was, he was, I saw it on his feed. He wasn't uh-huh. the one to originally report it, but I saw it from him. Um, okay. Okay. Thanks. Nice work, Braden. Yep. Once again. So it's like, it's like he's good at this stuff. I don't, he, I don't it's like he, he has a career in this or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Tennessee's weekend weakness is secondary mm-hmm. passing defense, giving up 300 plus yards per game. Mm-hmm. We don't know the status of Bryce Young yet. For we sure. do not. We do not. Then that will be a big deal. It's a huge deal, right? Because if Bryce Young plays, I think Alabama wins this game. If mm-hmm. Bryce Young doesn't play, Tennessee can steal this game at home because Alabama is absolutely mortable. So mm-hmm. to me, this all comes down to Bryce Young. At this point, mm-hmm. Bryce Young hasn't been ruled that he is playing. I will I will lean Tennessee. Okay. I'm gonna lean Tennessee here. But if Bryce Young is if Bryce Young is out there, then then Bama wins this game. Okay. Can we can we can we get Braden on the word mortable? Can can is can is that something can you can on work that. on? Um, I would, I would love to hear, you know, it's like my, my friends at the Carly and crappy show call Alabama mortable, which is a combination of the words mortal and beatable. <laughs> uh, just, just one, uh, just a quick, I will see what I can do. Right. I will see All what right. I can That'd do. That'd be awesome. Uh, do we believe that Nick Saban will just gloss over the fact that Alabama is ranked below Georgia and higher state going into this game? Nope. We do not, not for a second. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I somehow Nick is it gets presented with these opportunities to play the disrespect card when and and when he does, you know, we don't we don't privy to what happens behind closed doors or in practice, any of that stuff. But the fact that he gets to play that this week, um, and and particularly if 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 uh, if Bryce is ready to go, that means bad things for the volunteers, bad, yeah, bad things. If Bryce Young is not available, um, my 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 pick is out the window, and basically I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna stick with Alabama in this game, um, and if Bryce and, and if Bryce is playing, then it's it's gonna be a pretty comfortable win uh, on the road. We will see how that goes. Also at three thirty uh, on the American Broadcasting Company, number eight Oklahoma State at number thirteen. The Texas Christian Horny Toads. The Horny Toads are favored by three and a half points. The AJ Fun Index um, is an appropriately fun 68 and a half points. What do you think? This is a coin flip, honestly. Like for me, when you look at these, I I agree. When you look at these, these two teams are about as even statistically. We've said that a number of times in the show already, but these are really even statistically. Mm -hmm. They'll score literally 46.4 points per game. It's the exact same number. Um, Both allow. 24 ish points per game. Both defenses uh, are 24.8 versus 23.8. Right. Just keeping both, track. Both defenses are meh. <laughs> um, giving up 400, more than 400 yards per game. Right. Um, horny toads are getting the, the home bump on mm. the line here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, this is this is a coin flip game. So where my head went in this is I really would love a Big 12 where the top three teams are Kansas State, Kansas, and TCU. So I'm going to uh-huh. take the home team here. Um, but I this like should it. stupid fun. I like it. Uh, yeah, stupid fun uh, is the, um, the the guiding principle here because it, 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 this game really will be um, not going to be a whole lot of defense. Uh, and, and the quarterbacks, I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks, they're both yeah. – uh, Spencer Sanders at, at Oklahoma State, Max Dugan for uh, for TCU. They're both uh, you know twelfth year seniors, um, so lots of experience. I, Spencer Sanders still still can lapse into this weird like sophomore year inconsistency. Yep. Um, and and there, there's a little Bo Nix kind of thing here. Is it good Spencer, or is it bad Spencer? Good Spencer's is lights out. There's no question. Um, bad Spencer, yeah. Uh, you leave your head scratching. Um, Dugan, on the other hand, is probably right now the hottest quarterback in the country, except for the um, what's his name, the guy who plays in Columbus. I can't, um, yeah, I, I can't remember what his name is. Um, I'm gonna choose to make that the reason why I'm going to pick the home team here. Um, but man, pointsy gonna be a lot of fun, and the horny toads win at home. Uh, if it happens on the AC network, ACC network, does it actually happen? We have no idea. Uh, three thirty on the ACC network. Number fifteen, NC State at number eighteen, Syracuse. Have we ever in in ten and a half years have we ever picked a game that Syracuse has been involved in? Because I, I don't. don't- picked a game that Syracuse has been involved I, in, but we've talked about them because Syracuse has a knack of like playing spoiler in the ACC on a Friday night where nobody yeah, paying attention. Yeah, uh, I don't, I think this is the first time that we have picked a, a game that Syracuse was involved in because it's been a long time since they've been good. Yeah. Uh, and they're favored at home, three and a half points. Uh, AJ Fun Index, uh, a not so fun, 43 and a half points. What do you think? This is, it's another coin flip game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, Syracuse is putting the, the orange are putting up slightly more yards on offense. Um, Wolfpack giving up slightly more yards on defense, which mm-hmm. means the edge here, orange. Mm-hmm. Um, NC State had to survive last week against Florida State, got lucky at the end of the game with that yeah. terrible decision yep. from the Knowles. Syracuse had the week off. Strange mm-hmm. things happen in the Carrier Dome. Mm-hmm. They do, take or the they used to. Take the orange at home. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, NC State is a is a fairly known quantity at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, solid team, good rushing attack, good defense, uh, decent quarterback play. Uh, although Devin Murray could be a little more consistent. Syracuse, however, I mean, man, it's been forever. Uh, Jim Bayham's been head coach there since the the, the mid 1970s. Uh, and they're just no surprises. You know what he's gonna do. The orange will be set up in a stifling zone defense. They will <laughs> dare you to beat them. And in the carrier dome. That's really tough to do. The battling Bayheims, uh, um, Jim, forward Jimmy, and guard Buddy will beat the Wolfpack on Saturday. Okay. That's the wrong sport, but you're good. Still my pick. <laughs> still, my, still my pick. 7 p.m. ESPN. Unranked on unranked violence, but still should be fun. LSU at Florida. The Gators are favored by two and a half points. The AJ Fun Index. Uh, a rough 51 and a half. What do you think? Special teams is the key to this game. hundred yeah? percent. Okay. Um, because whichever team can clean up all the special teams mistakes that they've made in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. 
might be the team that pulls this game out. LSU last week had muff punts, but first play yes. of that game, um, yeah, it was just how do you muff the opening kick? Like, um, you know, it kind of sets the tone. It for did, sure. and it, well, it absolutely did for LSU. You know, for and Tennessee just you know ran all over LSU after that. You know, mm-hmm. and so so many errors. Most of them kind of came from special teams. Florida missed two field goals last week that would have put Mizzou away a bit right. earlier, right? So there's there's a lot of cleaning up to do on both of these sidelines. LSU has won three straight in the series, though, which means that to me, Florida is going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. They have the opportunity here to win this game at home, and I think mm-hmm. the Gators find a way to win this game at home. Swamp is tough at night, mm-hmm. um, so I'll take the Gators at home. But this is this one's a tough one to pick too. Okay. Okay. Uh, the SEC rookie coachathon or yeah. coachapalooza or something. <clears throat> which coach not which coach is not going to land on the hot seat? First? <laughs> I, I feel actually I feel like both players from both teams are, are adapting to their new programs pretty well. Um, wild card uh, is is Anthony Richardson and, and man, I can't. I can't figure it out if, if the staff at Florida can get him playing like an actual quarterback. Um, and I'm not suggesting that he needs to be um, that, that he needs to be a drop back pocket passer. That would, that would be monumentally stupid. Right. Um, if he actually, if he figures out how to be a good quarterback though, um, uh, he, he's going to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. but he's not there yet. He's not there yet. And, and LSU's talent uh, on defense, um, we, we've seen flashes of it. Maybe not so much last weekend, but um, but it's but it's there, and I, and I think that's enough for LSU to to win this game on the road in the swamp um, with Tom Petty blurring in the background at seven thirty on ABC. The game that will answer all of my questions about this conference uh number four clemson at florida state clemson is favored by three and a half points on the road the aj fund index is 51 what do you think florida state we talked about this last week right yeah. like florida state how are you going to respond yeah. um and and not only now did they lose the, the two games in a row in this gauntlet stretch that they're in mm-hmm. the way that they lost this game yeah you know coming into that how do you how do you come back from that how do you come back from that? What's the medal of this team? The pick mm-hmm. here is Clemson. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be really intrigued to see if Florida State can make this game competitive or if, you know, I, I would love this game to be competitive and in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it's going to be. So it'll be really interesting. This is really going to be the gauge as to where Florida State really is in their, in their comeback. Yeah. Um, but Clemson's the pick here. Uh, and, and it's a gauge for Clemson. I mean, do they continue the arc that they've been on uh, which has been steady improvement week by week. Um, I, I Florida State continues to be a mystery um, because yeah. I think Florida State has has talent that few teams have um, in in general. Uh, but you know, can are they capable of putting that together um, and pulling off a big win? This stretch has been brutal. I've referred to uh, you know Florida State's October as the you know the month of doom or something like that. Um, and this is the third game of that gauntlet, and it's the one that they have at home. So, you know, you, do they get a boost from that? Yeah, maybe. Um, 
but it comes at a bad time because uh, they they've had they had a loss, you know, the the loss against Wake, uh, which probably wasn't as close as the score indicated. Um, the the really the brutal one last weekend, um, which partially self inflicted, right? And now they're playing a Clemson team that has figured out its stuff, um, and and DJU is looking a little more consistent, and the Clemson is the pick here for sure. Um, 7.30 at the SEC Network. This is the game, by the way, that we added to give us a nice round number of 10. Um, <laughs> uh, number 16, Mississippi State. At number 20, Kentucky. Uh, more Cowbells are favored by seven points. The AJ Fun Index is an ugly 46 points. What do you think? Neither of these teams has had much of a run game this season, which is really mm-hmm. kind of shocking mm-hmm. for both of these programs. Um. Kentucky didn't have Will Levis last week. He's got a foot injury, and because of that, they lost to South Carolina. That's not a good loss. Um, Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers already has 2,100 yards on the season um, and 22 touchdowns with just three interceptions. Um, so I'm not really sure why the fun index is as low as it is mm-hmm. um, because both these teams – I mean, the Bulldogs have been putting up that number themselves for the last three weeks. Yes, they have. Um, and the U.K. defense is good, but it's not – that good um i think the difference here is will levis um mm. if will levis plays and he's currently listed i, I checked today he's currently listed as qb1 mm-hmm. but not guaranteed that he's going to come back and also kentucky has a buy after this week so you have to wonder whether um this is a situation where they'll keep him out knowing that he's going that they're going on the buy the following week to make sure that he's fully healthy. And how do you, how do you keep, how do you keep him out of a top 25 matchup though? If he's not a hundred percent, if he's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Okay. You know, if he's not at a hundred percent, do you risk it greater injury? Mm -hmm. Um, when you've got a big run coming up at the end of the season, I don't know. So it'd be interesting to see if he plays or not. Um, if Levis plays and he's playing at close to a hundred percent, this game is real fun. If not, Mm -hmm. I think Mississippi state steals this game on the road. Okay. Um, the thing that you referenced over their last three games, Mississippi State has averaged just below 43 points per game. Um, you know, so the, the the fun index of 46 is like, well, OK, are we saying 43 to three? Mm, that's probably not likely. Probably not. Um, Mike Leach, however, uh, has that team a little bit like Clemson. I mean, they are on a positive tra- trajectory, which yeah. is a, a difficult word to say when you've had more than half of a Manhattan. Um, Kentucky's that has not. And, and I, and I think you're, you're correct that it's, it's that just due to um, the absence of Will Levis uh, from their lineup and that, and that's, that slowed them down, but the trajectories are headed in different directions. I am gesturing. If you can, if you're watching the show, I am gesturing. Um, And I think that that continues. Mike Leach, uh, and Mississippi, Mississippi State uh, wins this game on the road. Finally. Woo, we made it. Finally. Uh, number eight. Number eight. Eight o'clock. Number 10. Game number 10 at eight o'clock on Fox. Number eight. USC. At number 20. Utah. The Utes. Dem Utes are favored by three and a half points at home. Uh, the AJ Fund Index is a respectable 65. What do you think? We interrupt your baseball postseason viewing. Yes. <laughs> because this game's on Fox, right? Um, oh. So, so yeah. So you get It'll be on TBS. And, It'll be on so, TBS. That's fine. Yeah. 
so we interrupt your, your baseball postseason viewing for it. This dandy of a Pac-12 game. Um, yeah. This is going to be a real good game. The Utes have to wonder when they're ever going to catch a break here, right? They faced a, a team with a solid offense at UCLA last week, and now they get USC's offense this week, mm -hmm. right? Um, how did the Bruins win last weekend, though? If you dig into the box score, timely turnovers. Okay. Timely turnovers is how yeah. USC, UCLA won that game. Interception and a fumble both led to scoring drives, and they had a pick six. Right, because if you look at the statistics on that game, everything's even. Run, run yards, pass yards, defense, all of that. Everything's even. How did UCLA score more points? They were more advantageous off of turnovers. Who happens to lead the turn the nation in turnover margin right now? Um. Uh. Uh. I. I. I who? That would be your USC Trojans. Oh. Okay. USC is plus fourteen on the season in turnover margin. Hmm. That's pretty good. I'll take the Trojans on the road. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, and that, that speaks to the thing that I'm, I'm the, the reason why I am still skeptical about SC. Um, the scope positions are unbelievably skilled um, to, to include uh, the guys on the back end of the defense. Um, I, I still wonder about, uh, their, their their strength up the middle um running game um being able to stop the run being able to pressure a quarterback uh it, it, and if you're playing a physical team and, and i know utah's had a rough season um with with the games that they've lost but it that's still that's that's not it's it's not a terrible team it is not a bad team at all um, and I still think they are the most big tenny of any Pac-12 school out there, which means they are they're physical, up the middle. They can run the football, um, and they can and they can stop the run. Um, I also think little motivation. The Utes, the Utes, Dem Utes are going to be upset about uh, what happened last weekend in the Rose Bowl. The Utes are also playing at home. And um, I think that's that combination is going to be enough to give the Trojans their first loss uh, at, at, of the season. Boys and girls, uh, you can hear the Carlo Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube or on the show's Facebook page or, you know, both. Um, if you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back next week. Uh, when we see if the Guardians will still be playing in the postseason or not. Carla, okay. you, you have any final thoughts? I have one final. Well, that's not true. I have two final thoughts. One okay. is football related. The first okay. one is, um, yeah, I've got to talk about my Blue Raiders again. Western Kentucky at MTSU, 3.30 Eastern. The game is uh, televised on ESPN+. Plus. This, this is the rivalry game, right? This is the big rivalry game. This okay. is the uh, 100 Miles of Hate, as they call it. Um, oh, that's a great name. Oh, Because man. we are our campuses are 100 miles apart. Mm -hmm. um, middle desperately needs a win. Um, after losing two straight, they got throttled last week at UAB. Um, like not pretty. Um, so we've lost two in a row. Um, Hilltoppers also have lost two straight. Mm -hmm. Um, so can middle bounce back? Why not against our biggest rival on homecoming? Um, middle's defense will have its awesome. work cut out. It would be awesome. Middle's mm -hmm. defense is going to have its work cut out for them, but go blue. Um, Ooh, is there another, is that really a thing? What, go blue saying go blue yeah kind uh, of okay 
Um, okay. Go, go MT. Go MT. Um, no, if it's a, if it's a thing, it's a thing. It's 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 fine. I just like hearing those words in that combination. It's like sticking um, forks know. into my temple. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so yeah, go Raiders. Um, and also, um, we've mentioned it already, but a very happy birthday to you. Well, thank you. Um, have a good birthday weekend. Thank you. Uh, I I have days off. Um, I'm going to do things. Um, Kelly and I are going to go out to dinner on on Thursday, and it's going to be a nice, relaxing time, which uh, people my age need, right? From what I understand. <laughs> um. Uh, as we tape now on, on Tuesday evening, I've been keeping an eye on the first game of the LDS uh, between the hated Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians. Um, the Yankees are a few pitches away from winning game one, which is which is what I expected. Um, that the guards got to the spot is a, is a, a, a total freaking surprise um, and about the only sports related thing that would would take me my attention away from college football this time of year uh it's a testament to the skills of terry francona pittsburgh native or new yep. brighton new brighton native Same thing. Uh, yeah. uh terry francona um and to the hearts of all of the kids that he has playing for him and they are kids they are that is this is the youngest team in major league baseball even younger than the pirates um and and that that terry has put this together uh is phenomenal um, the the guardians probably don't have a business any business being here, but the 2016 Cleveland Indians didn't have any business taking the Cubs to Game Seven in the World Series. So you never know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep watching and go Guards. Yankees just won. <laughs> Uh, I and hate guards too because I can't root for the Yankees. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they've got they they have plenty of help. Um. Anyway, Carla, thank you once again. I appreciate the birthday wishes. Uh, I hope I would love to see Middle win win their game. Uh, win win the rivalry game on Saturday. Um, and I hope you have an excellent weekend. Thanks. You too. Um, I, and we are. We uh, that that yes. We are. That too. That too. Um, <laughs> boys and girls, I appreciate you watching, listening, doing all the things that you do. Um, uh, I appreciate you know whatever energy you have for the Cleveland Guardians. That would be awesome. And um, Carla will appreciate this uh, as much this week as anybody else. Together. Together. Beat Michigan. Beat Michigan. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey there, crap. It's your, it's your friend, Kojo. Uh, I just wanted to give you a call uh, just to let you know that uh, I heard it was your birthday. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to let you know that down here, down here, I want to buy you. Uh, we uh, we had etouffee on, on birthday. So if you want to make yourself etouffee for your birthday, you should go ahead and do that. Uh, happy birthday this year to Kojo. And uh, we love you. Go Tiger.